Hello, world. You're listening to the Cash All Podcast. Technology integrates with every aspect of our lives. Computing, entertainment, gaming, education, and much more. Here to discuss all of it is your host, Brandon Peterson. Listen to No Doubt's 1995 hit, Spiderwebs. Gwen Stefani is singing about a client who so badly wants to be engaged with the brand's website content. I will never be convinced otherwise. Web design is going to be a series of topics on the Cash All podcast for the next few weeks. Last time I did a three-part podcast series was titled The Stigma of a Gamer. This particular series is going to be titled Untangling Web Design. Today I'll share why you need a website and we'll identify what you need to get started. I could go on and on why web design is awesome. I love HTML and CSS coding. I love graphic design. Web design is the perfect match made in heaven between these two areas of interest. I teach classes on it. I teach high school classes and college classes for it. So it's definitely something I'm passionate about. I get asked often if web design is becoming outdated, and the answer is only if you let it. Trends constantly change. Sometimes you get the what's new is old and what's old is new again. There's always new methods being used to creatively show elements in new and engaging ways. I also get asked, do I need a web page? The answer to this question is a simple yes. Yeah, you need a web page. Well, what if I have a blog? What if I'm only active on Twitter? I post videos on YouTube. My stuff's on LinkedIn. Listen, all those are great sites. All those are great services. Great resources to have in your arsenal. But what's the guarantee that they're always going to be there? Or that... The websites of those services won't be down when you need them the most. Websites are a great way to have your content in another location. It's also a great way to have all your content links in one spot for others to easily navigate through all your stuff that you have, like a landing page. A website is for a business, attracting customers, explaining your brand, providing access to your services, and showing how you can be contacted. A website can be for educators, posting your weekly class schedule, uh, when homework assignments are due, having access to notes, worksheets, and activities. You could have recordings of videos of your labs, links to places with tutoring and other helpful resources. Websites can be for your personal brand. You putting your personal brand out there, a place to tell your story, links to all your social media platforms, a location for your blogs, vlogs, and even your Spotify playlists. Websites can be for students who might wish to display a portfolio or a curriculum vitae demonstrating their skills. Websites can be even for a passion project. It doesn't have to be for anything that's for a career-related It could be about a hobby. You could post music that you've written. You could post art that you've created. You could post your fan fiction. You could post your poetry. You could house your podcast. 
You could have a location or a web page for your favorite barbecue recipes. If you're the extrovert who loves entertaining with stories in front of a crowd or the introvert who has amazing ideas but is shy and needs a platform where they can be just as loud and reach just as many people as those who are best at commanding live audiences, websites are for you. They're literally for everyone. Why do you need a website? Because they make you look professional. It's a way that you can be validated on Twitter. Another reason, there are about 3.8 million searches per minute across the world. Web pages help you become more findable in those online search engines. Websites show what you can provide and give customers a way to acquire those services. And websites can be inexpensive to create or can even be free. Another common question I get when people are interested in starting to think about website design is how do I even know where to start? It's a little bit intimidating when you look at all the information out there for some. A lot of this answer comes with some self-reflection. First thing you need to do is you need to figure out what the purpose of your page is going to be. What do you want it to be for? Think of those examples I listed earlier, like for business, for educators, for for whatever the case is going to be. That can kind of help guide you for what that purpose is going to be. Once you have a little bit of a grasp of your purpose, then you really need to start identifying your niche. If you Google search Sally Hogshead online, you will find a number of her videos that talk about the concept of different is better than better. I see people making web pages or who start putting themselves out there um, at times start to feel the dread of imposter syndrome. I know it personally happens to me. I suffer from this. And you just have to push your way through it. Don't worry about what other critics say about your work. Don't worry about how many visits are going to be, how many likes there are, and and those kind of things. That's all just surface level anyway. You don't have to worry about being the very best. If you think you're the best beatboxer who's ever beatboxed, and you've had 30 years of beatboxing experience, and that no one is going to be better than you, guess what? YouTube or do a YouTube search for beatboxer and you'll likely find like an eight-year-old beatboxer who is more skilled and just started beatboxing the day before. Can or should you strive to be the best? Absolutely. But don't let the fear of not being the greatest keep you from doing what you love. Try to find how your area of expertise is different than what anyone else does. I'm going to use graphic design as an example. So graphic design, you see some people who are amazing at putting together wedding invitations. You have the metallic, elegant typeface over a textured, matted paper, probably handmade in a lot of instances, 
when people are done with those invitations, they go in a scrapbook and they're admired every year on their anniversaries. Other graphic designers might make a grunge, weathered type on distressed paper with a faded photo of a band that was scanned from a Polaroid camera. It gets hung on a door outside of a bar, and after the band is finished with their performance, it gets thrown away. Are these both graphic design? Yeah, you bet they are. Are they both works of art? Yes. Do they both tell a story and serve their purpose? Absolutely. Each one, even though they're both graphic design, each occupies a different niche. So they're not trying to be better than the other one. They're just occupying the space of their strengths. Another example might be in finance. Let's say there's two experts in finance. One lived his and his or her entire life in a city. Their father runs a successful large business that this person grew up in that culture with, maybe interned with when going to school, worked their way up through the company and is in charge ultimately of finance advice for that business and other similar businesses. Let's say another financial expert spent their childhood growing up on the family farm. Their parents own their own business in this case, and we'll say it was started by their parents' parents. It's been in the family for a long time. This individual knows about agriculture, price of corn, cost of seed, um, financing in a drought versus rainy years, etc., Again, we have two people in finance using their different knowledge and strengths in the same career field, but in different businesses. Even if you find yourself in the exact same niche as someone else, you probably have different hobbies, interests, and upbringings. Childhood stories, experiences you've had with friends, uh, movies you've seen, music you listen to, all of these little experiences that we get from our different walks in life can be used to help identify what you can offer differently to a specific target audience. Once you have that niche identified, then we need to start thinking a little bit about the visual brand. What helps me is finding some inspiration. Pinterest, believe it or not, I do have a Pinterest account. Pinterest is a great way to find and clip screenshots on the boards. I use Pinterest as a digital mood board location for most of the projects that I work on anymore. I have them just there publicly. Anybody can see it, but it's a good way for me to share a link and look at that information, look at those other similar works that help kind of keep me focused and driven on my goal of my project. You can search for similar brands to the niche that you are wanting to build a web page around. Uh, you can find competing brands. You can find examples of web pages that you like. You can find color palettes and color schemes that you like. You can look for advertisement ideas. You can look for graphic design and layout ideas. You can find examples of fonts that you like and dislike and so on. So this here, up to this point, this brings me about to as far as I want to get to today. 
I didn't want to make this too overwhelming to begin. And so we are going to have a little bit of homework with this. And it is nothing required, but something you should at least spend some time thinking about before next week's episode. That homework is to identify your niche that you'd like to build a web page about. It's okay if it's a little too broad right now as we can always narrow it down as we get further through this series. Find some inspiration online. Post those son of a guns on Pinterest. If you want, you can share your Pinterest link with me publicly, see what I think of it. Or if you're more discreet, you can DM it to me on any of my platforms. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Code Peterson on all of them. Once you have all that done, then you may want to start looking at options where a site could be created and posted. You don't need to set up any accounts at this point in time, but at least take a look-see and see what's available out there. Some things you may want to keep an eye out for if you have limited HTML and CSS coding experience, or if you have no experience in those, you may want to check out Wix or Squarespace or Weebly or GoDaddy. Uh, those have a variety of paid and free options. I use a site called 000030s Web Host. I like that one because it allows me to upload static web pages, which is how I just like to code mine. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, so that's an option out there that has free and paid hosting. I use the free hosting for it. Uh, you can create a web page with Google Sites. Pros and cons to that. And again, we'll get into all these platforms and their pros and cons later. But obviously with Google Sites, it ties in well with your Google Docs. It's free and all that stuff. Another example of a web hosting place you may want to take a look at. This is if you have maybe a little more coding experience. You might want to check out GitHub. It's a great place where you can upload and share code with a community of people, but you can also uh, house your web page on there also. And also, for your other homework, you also need to be sure to listen to No Doubt Spiderwebs. In summary, this week, we've talked about why you need a website. Not a matter of if you do, but why you need one. And we talked about where to get started. Specifically, identifying that niche, finding some inspiration, and starting to look at a few site builder and hosting options. If you have any questions over any of that at all, again, just send me a message and I'll be happy to help you out. Next week's episode, we'll start with a little bit of visual branding. Start tying together these elements that we'll be able to make some decisions now. So when we start putting together the web page, it'll come together a lot easier. I'm excited. It's web design, and I think we're going to have some fun. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you like what you heard. For other content, you can follow me on Twitter, at Code Peterson.